0: Hello and welcome back to the IndyCan Podcast. As always, I'm Devin and I'm here with James and Tom. And this week we're going to be talking about various holiday-themed movies. Now, not just Christmas and New Year's and, you know, the traditional holidays. We're going to actually branch off and talk about the holidays throughout the entire year. More or less. More or less. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We're, we're figuring this out as we go. We're pretending like we know what we're doing. And we'll definitely say that this is West-centric. Not yeah, enough. Not any so. of those different Eastern ones. Yeah. it Those ones are a little bit harder to follow. Much like if you were trying to follow the Catholic calendar, there's a million and a half of them, and they're incredibly hard to follow as well. There's about 40 different calendars in the world, I think. Yeah. I like the Gregorian one. Well, if we follow the Catholic calendar, there's like a million and a half Saints days, not including the other holidays that are actually in there. All right, Just so. saying. I like having New Year in the middle of February. <laughs> It just makes sense. It's the shortest one. Anyway. It, it is. <laughs> not making the joke I was going to make there. Now. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to our first holiday. And this is one that everyone's going to have one for. This is Halloween, yeah. since it just happened. and Because there's a thousand different movies for Halloween. Pretty much. We yeah, have them named Halloween. But I don't think we're going to talk about those. <laughs> no. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. All, All right. right. For Halloween, <laughs> so, can i said, going to go first because it's just the big one that most everybody knows. Nightmare Before Christmas. All right. So you decide to go for every holiday. Well, there's only mentions of Easter. We don't see the bunny. Bunny! You see the bunny? No, it's I thought I just opened up. I don't remember. I don't, it's been a while since. Axehead definitely says, bunny, while pointing at the bunny. Right, right okay. It. That could be anybody. <laughs> But no, it's take him back home. (laughs) You could quote the whole thing, couldn't you? Mm -hmm. I won't lie; I'd be there for at least half of it, mainly because I listen to the music. I've got the soundtrack on (laughs) my on my iPod, and I listen to it like every. Filmmaker filmmaker is that movie? It's 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 a great movie. It's one you can easily put on every year for the holiday and just and have a good time, even if it's just on the background. Usually, turn on when I'm handing out candy. Two ladder cabin in the woods, <laughs> one of which is a whole lot more kid friendly. Yeah, I mean, it's got it's got a bunch of fairytale stuff in Cabin in the Woods. Why wouldn't it be child friendly? Well, I think I had a kid walk up just as uh, Chris Hemsworth. Fuck, fuck, no fucking way! <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, Sitterson, I believe it's Sitterson yelling at all the Japanese kids. So you know, it's a great scene. First off, I had it nice yeah. and loud too, and I'm pretty sure a parent was like, "What is he watching?" Nice. But no, it's, it's, it's just a solid movie. And it's, again, it's a, one of the ones I put on in the background that I, I can use it just that and all of a sudden the song come on, I'll just kind of hum it to myself as I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I've loved uh, Nightmare since I first saw it. I was like the first one that I bought on VHS. Oh, wow. Yeah. VHS, remember those? Yep. Sadly. I have a million of them in my basement. I used to. All right, then. So, right. So, that being said, I, I guess I'll go next. Sure. So, my film for Halloween has been one of my favorites for a long time since it first came out. And I first saw it in 2013 in theaters. The Conjuring, uh, directed by James Wan. It's based off of The True Case Files of Ed Lorraine Warren. I've been into the whole, like, ghosts thing since... Uh, Ghost Hunters first came out on TV. Ghost Facers? Since before that. <laughs> Every time. Uh, nope, uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> the Ghost or I go, Ghost Adventures! We're real. Right. Uh huh. Every time. I Every time. mean, it's with pure them. entertainment for that one. Yep. Thanks, Zach Baggins. Um, and the MPI for producing him. Uh, but no. no. MPI. <laughs> right? You're responsible for the Zach Baggins. <laughs> So, conjuring. I'm a hobbit in. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, the conjuring is uh, again based off of the casework of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are actually out of I want to say like someplace in New England. I don't know exactly where. Yeah, I'm not positive. And they follow. They a, a, are trying to help a family that's being terrorized by some sort of ghost in a farmhouse. And just, it, it's always been interesting to me, their casework, the amount of things that they've gone through and what they've documented is absolutely 100% insane. So, yeah, just being able to see the beginnings of that is great. Plus, not only that, but also, too, I mean, it's got Patrick Wilson and Vera Famiga in it, and I'm... James uh, Wan is the director, right? Yeah. yeah. And then Ron Livingston as well. So, I mean... I get to see all three of those uh, actors and the two actors and actress, and not gonna lie, I'm a big fan of all three of them. So I, I'm I'm totally on board with it. So yeah, I will. I'll admit I haven't seen it, but I think I've seen. I think I remember trailers for various movies that are set in the same universe. Okay, yeah. So probably Conjuring Two, which which I think the Enfield haunting. Uh, which is the most documented haunting in England and possibly the world. Yeah, I also seem to recall that there was one where there's just a coven of magicians, essentially. Well, I could be thinking of something. Uh, let's di- just say a that there different. is Conjuring, Insidious, and Sinister that all feel the exact same. So Insidious has Vera Famiga and Patrick Wilson in it as well. Isn't that the one that's a lot more like infection and parasitic? Uh, sort of. So, am well, I thinking of something else? So, with that one, there's a little boy who ends up being able to contact and feel the other side, and that's inherited from his father. You know what? And it goes into a whole thing of stuff. No so, it's a good series. See it. Never seen Sinister. Been interested, but never gotten around to it. But this one is is just really good, and I highly recommend it because it because it, it hits all that points you love about this supernatural, paranormal exactly, stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I guess the big question I can say is. How much is realistically depicted versus woo-woo crap? So there's been a lot of things changed from the actual case notes on it. That's going to happen. But overall, the, the mystery that goes behind it is a lot more based on what was actually going on. Okay. So the paranormal stuff that they find is actually very close to what was going on with the case notes from it. But the locations has changed slightly. The, I think the family name has changed and things like that. Minor stuff. Minor stuff, and there's been some extravagance put onto how creepy it was. So, and how does the Conjuring connect to <sighs> Annabelle? Annabelle creation, Annabelle homecoming. Well, oh, Annabelle well, is um, just a bunch of nun. so. The, okay, so... La okay, so okay, <laughs> so. I don't know about Curse of La Llorona. Unless it's the it was... same world. So they—it's all based off of the Lor- and Lorraine Warren case files. Uh, Annabelle is actually one is one of the most famous haunted doll things uh, cases that have ever come up. Um, Valak the Valak was actually—I'm sorry, yeah, that one was Conjuring Two, based off the Enfield haunting, um, and that one t- took place in England. Uh, like I said earlier, the that one's a little bit different. The Nun is the uh, origin story for how Valak became a thing. Then La Llor- Curse of La Llorona is actually based off of a, I believe, Mexican, Mexican. folklore yeah. Yeah. about uh, a woman who killed her children or something to that effect and is... Uh, And as a result, died and became cursed by it because she drowned herself. And since then, has gone around and stolen children and killed them as well. Um, If they're bad, I think it is. Uh, Something to that effect, I'm not entirely... It's gotten to a point where I'm like, man, they just keep cranking out bad repeats of the same story with a different villain. (laughs) Right, so all they did with Mm -hmm. Annabelle is they went down the rabbit hole too far. It was fine with just the original Annabelle film. And if they wanted to do an origin story of how Annabelle came about, that would have been fine. But it wouldn't have been directly involved with the Ed and Lorraine Warren case files. And that's fine. They could have ended it there. As far as Curse of Your it didn't need to be made. No, they couldn't. It, it made money and they're cheap to make. And, the, and uh, the Nun was also something that didn't really need to be... Uh, the, one, the Nun upset me with its trailer. But that's I agree cool. entirely. Because it was just all stupid. That's yeah. the biggest problem, is that all the trailers set up for a big jump scare and then the jump scare like you just see coming yeah that's the, the thing game. that's a burden. that's the worst part the thing that i like about these movies is one they're not scary for me because they're all jump scares and the cues are super easy to get to but for me the interesting part is the fact that they're based off of real case notes so that's the thing that pulls me in every time because i'm a big fan of following what they did as creepy as a lot of their case notes is our case notes are <laughs> Anyways, so that's me conjuring. All right. Yeah. So mine is, well, other than maybe nightmare, mine is strictly Halloween. Um, it's called Trick or Treat.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, it's
0: a anthology film from mm-hmm. I believe two thousand seven. Yeah. I don't remember. It's this. about five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Um, everyday high school principal has a secret life that he's actually a serial killer. That's one college virgin might have just met the guy for her may or may not also end up being a witch. Um, let me see a group of teenagers pull a very mean prank that ends up, ends up going too far. A woman who loves the night um, turns or uh, blows out the candle on the pumpkin a little early and bad stuff starts happening to her. And a mean old man meets his match with a demonic supernatural trick or treater. Those are the five stories. Okay. Uh, basically, these are interwoven, very comic book style. Mm-hmm. Like they have a lot of comic book transitions. You're trying to figure out the through line, and it's just not. It's, it's not all kind of basically on the same street. Oh, okay. It's yeah. kind of like these five interwoven stories that you'll see one character pop into a different one. You'll see the vampire from one one story, you know, walking in the background of a different one, and so on. Yeah. Uh, it's just a very well done little ensemble film, and of course the big main person everyone knows is a character named Sam, mm-hmm. the trick or treater who uh, who's like in an orange onesie with a a big burlap sack head. Yep, walking around. Oh, that candy. movie. Yeah. Oh my God! Scare yeah. the crap out of you? No, I just remember that vividly. Yep. But yeah, like walking around with a little sack of oh candy. Oh my God! Um, turns out that he's like a demonic pumpkin child and. There's the, the whole story about the, the serial killer that's feeding, I don't know if it's poison or razor blades to children, and the the fat kid from Bad Santa starts puking all over the front. Oh, yeah, I remember but, that. Yeah, it's just one of those movies that it is full, it's like one of the the Halloween staples. Halloween, uh, John Carpenter's original mm-hmm. and the various remakes, um, are great, but I think Trick or Treat captures the essence of Halloween perfectly. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's my pick for Halloween. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I haven't watched it in a couple of years. Her friend actually just cosplayed Sam at okay. Comic Con. Well, oh, that, that was fun. She couldn't see anything, but she was playing Halloween music while we were walking. So That was nice. Fun. Yeah, right. no, I, I totally dig this movie. It's a uh, fun movie to watch. Yeah, it's a really cool style. It does. Um, I agree. The the whole comic book transition thing is a different take on a movie, which is really cool. You don't get to see that very often unless it's an action film. Yeah. So I liked it. Yeah. That or a noir film. True. Yeah, it's a hyper stylized film. Um and it going into it I wasn't expecting what it ended up what it was. So I enjoyed it. Um and it just fully encapsulates Halloween. And all of it's disturbing goodness. So, yes. Yeah, that's Halloween. Uh, Now, instead of just jumping straight into Christmas, we're going to take some time and jump into individual holidays. We've each chosen one or two holidays that we can go off on. So, bounce around a little bit. So, I'll go first. Uh, I decided to take Father's Day. Um, Mostly because I have a movie that I thought was Going into it it was just a romantic comedy with like some sci fi elements and turned out to be a really, really, like, really deep film about the relationship between a son and his father. Uh, The movie About Time, starring Donald Gleason and Bill Knight. I think you've mentioned it before. I've mentioned it. Um, It's one that has some really. The kind of concept of the movie is that the men in this family are able to time travel they can only go within their own timeline that they've you know been to and that kind of stuff so there's no going way back in time or going forward in time they are they can only go within their own time time and they go back and can fix mistakes and so on the overarching storyline of this is first off yeah he goes back and gets the girl okay, he gets Rachel McAdams, they get married, whatever, you know, that that's like the first half of this movie. And then you're like, oh, so the romantic comedy's done. And then Bill Nye dies. And the second half of the movie is Domino Gleeson going back and like talking to his father and going back and playing ping pong with, with his father. And at some point, the father realizes you already know what I'm Going to say. What happened to me? No. Don't tell me. You have to stop coming back here. Or you will get stuck. Only wanting to be here. Go live your life. I've already lived mine. Goodbye. And it's this very bittersweet. Story about this guy. That just wants to be with his father. That died. So it's one of those that. Grieving process. It's Yeah. It's the grieving process. It's a very just well-done, completely unexpected film. I was expecting, you know, fun comedy about time travel. And yeah, getting the time traveler's life, yet less drama. Yeah. You know, less depressing. Well, more depressing. Weird. <laughs> but... Interesting how things yeah, happen. Yeah, and About Time is one of those that I've watched a few times, and every time it just, like, it just hits me. Like, it hits me like a truck all of a sudden, yep. when Bill Nye r- realizes that he's dead. Yes. The scene between the two of them is some of the best acting I've seen out of both of them. And I absolutely love Don Mowgli's And I've seen him in tons of things. I've seen Bill Nye in tons of things. They're this both is great. Bill Nye, N I G H Y, not Bill Nye, the science guy. That Davy Jones. Nice. It would be yeah. hilarious to see Bill Nye, the science guy, playing Davy Jones. Yeah, or also Ooh, Jack Sparrow. Bill Nye from Pirate Radio or a handful of other yeah. things. Yeah. Or Shaun of the Daddy played played um, <laughs> the father. He did. Uh, um, he was also whatever the one vampire was from uh, Underworld. Oh yeah, yeah. He's also the the, the network. He's also a lot and of other stuff. He I'm was million really things. Yeah, he's yeah. in all of the the Cornetto trilogy. So. Yeah, but yeah, I love Bill Nye. I love <laughs> I, I love Rachel McAdams too. So like oh, yes. this whole cast is great, and it's just one of those that went in expecting a. Romantic comedy got the romantic comedy in the first half, and then it then you had more movie. It just got better. Yes, the movie gets so much better after he already gets the girl. So. Mm-hmm. Was getting the girl is interesting. Yeah, uh, it was. It was kind of like that. In, that fun, like oh, I went back in time and I said all the right things, kind of thing. What everybody wishes they could do. Yeah, and it was it was nice and fun, but then like it took an in, a much more interesting turn. The second half of the fun. Yes. Good. But yeah. So yeah, that's my Father's Day pick about time. So All right. Tom, let's jump over to you. All right. So I chose the back to school season, essentially, was what I was going to celebrate. It's called Labor Day, but well, it, it happens around Labor Day, usually after in America. You're going gonna to go, go into school on Friday, have, the week, have a three-day weekend, and then go start the school week. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, the movie that I was originally going to go with, I've actually changed, and I'm now going to go with uh, one of my favorite films that's kind of off the radar. Uh, It's Charlie Bartlett, starring Anton Yelkin and Kat Denning. I don't think I remember this one at all. I love Charlie Bartlett. Uh, Oh, and sorry, Robert Downey Jr. I was going to say, you're missing the best part, man. Yes. Um, So... It came out in 2007, directed by John Pohl. It's about an awkward teenager who goes to a new school, doesn't have any friends, so he kind of becomes the self-appointed psychiatrist for everybody and starts passing out prescription drugs, in some cases, to people to help them out. Yep. And everybody, like, comes to him for advice and things like that. And so he uses his very wealthy and affluent family to go to a psychiatrist and starts co- telling the psychiatrist about all the problems that he's having. And then he goes to another psychiatrist, and another one, and he's telling them all different things that are going on with him. So he can get prescriptions. So he can get prescriptions for the people who are actually having these problems, and doling out the prescriptions to them, and selling them to make money. So it becomes a prescription drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At the same time, he also befriends and starts falling in love with character played by Kat Dennings, who is the daughter of the principal, played by Robert Downey Jr. Oh, my word. Yes. And Charlie has this dream of one day standing up in front of a crowd and saying, Hello, everybody! My name is Charlie Bartlett! And how are we all doing today? And everybody just cheers and goes crazy for him. That's his dream. Like, the one thing he wants to do, right? Validation. Basically. And he's dealing also with the fact that he his big terrible secret that he's dealing with is the fact that his father's in prison for tax evasion. I forgot about that. Okay. um, Right. And so they're trying to figure out what's going on with him. They give him a bunch of drugs at first, uh, like Adderall, which makes him go kind of loopy because he doesn't really need to be on Adderall. (laughs) Huh. Uh, because he was misdiagnosed and everything like that, and chaos ensues. Some bad things happen. Somebody almost dies. Uh, a and firing a gun at a at a water or a boat on the water. Yeah, yeah. A, a remote control boat on the water. I could swear you mentioned this when you talked about brick. Possibly, Probably. but like that, I think I recognize the name. Finally, I think that's when you mentioned it. Possibly, uh, there is a very good possibility of that. Again, this is one of my favorite movies. I love Anton Yelkin. I think he's an, he was an amazing actor. It's unfortunate that he's passed. Um, talk about guys who have gone before their time. But uh, this was just a fun overall off the radar film, and I highly, highly encourage anybody who has not seen this film to definitely check it out. Yeah, I saw this one in theaters, and I've watched it a few times since, and it still holds up pretty well. Yeah, I first encountered it on Netflix, and I was like, wait, that's Anton Yelkin. Wait, that's Kat Denny. I like her. Uh, wait, holy oh, crap. no, surprise. Holy crap, that's that's Robert Downey Jr. totally in, done. Let's check this movie out. Yeah. And then Hope Davis is also in there. She plays his mother. Uh, it's a, overall just a very well-done movie. I mean, to be fair, Robert Downey Jr. unfortunately got me got me watching The Judge, so... The Judge was such a good movie. I didn't like The Judge. I I'm kind of half in on half out of that, but... That's fair. So you... you... <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Yeah, guy yeah. goes to a new school and becomes a dealer. Yeah, and on top of that, the thing is, is he's only there trying to actually help these people. No, and that's kind of what I was getting. It's a very yeah. well-intentioned, and unfortunately, that's how he has to go about it. Very well-intentioned, very... Um, Wrong way about going to do, going about doing things type thing. I'm going in to be Patch Adams. I come out Scarface. Basically. And then there's a point where, like, people are asking him for his help and he's like, I've got to take a step back. You guys shouldn't be listening to me. Like, stop. Like, do things for your own self. Think for yourself. Stop listening to me and following me. It's bad for you. Bad things will happen. And then more bad stuff happens. Because all of a sudden he's unleashed everybody from into the chaos that is. Because they're like, I don't know how to act now, and even worse things happen because there's a vacuum for this leadership. Oh no, there's always a power vacuum. Yeah, nature abhors a vacuum. Yeah, and it causes some major problems at the school, which causes him to get in trouble and Robert Downey Jr. to get in trouble. Oh jeez. And bad things happen from there. So. Definitely sounds interesting. Yeah, it's 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 a fun little team romp of craziness because of best laid plans and best intentions, you know. As usually happens. Yeah. So highly recommend. Check it out. All right, then. I guess it's on me now. Up to you. My pick is for Thanksgiving. All right. Good old turkey one that gets overshadowed by Halloween and Christmas. Halloween gets overshadowed by Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, Fourth of July gets overshadowed by Christmas. Let's be honest. much. So the one I picked <laughs> so true. is one I I forgot about for a while, and that's Son in Law. Oh, yes, Holly Shore. Hundred percent. Yes. And I can't remember who the the girl's name is. I can't remember either. But the female lead in the movie is a Carly farm. Regina. Thank you. Is a farm girl who goes to. I think it was basically l a, or like just goes to the city for college, yeah, I think it was l a <laughs> think the amish the Amish kid going into the city all of a sudden comes back radically, radically changed. And it's an old-fashioned town. So a everybody friend knows everybody, yeah. A friend she made at the college, played by Polly Shore, crawl, I want to say his name is. yeah, yeah. yeah. First off, he's basically there alone. And has nowhere to go, so she invites him back to just have Thanksgiving with the family, with her family. And then the guy that the guy at her hometown who liked her basically proposes, mm-hmm. and or is like gearing up for that. And then she doesn't want that, so crawl <laughs> her friend basically said, oh, I already proposed. And then hijinks ensue as they have to basically keep up the charade. Yes. Good thing about this movie, though, it's not actually a romantic comedy. No. I'll be honest, I've never never even heard of this movie until like today. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I also don't like Poly Shores. So that would be it. a good reason why you haven't heard of it. This is actually one of his best ones. Yes. I'm not saying much. It's not, but no. I will. It's 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 pretty good. Yeah, because he he is dialed back hard, except when he absolutely needs to be. Yes, but no, it's like I said, it's a good, fun one. And the biggest surprise is the fact that it's not a romantic comedy. It's just a friend helping his friend who is in a situation she doesn't quite know how to handle or say no to politely. It's actually really good especially considering that the pressure and expectations of her family are riding on everything exactly and she it's kind of that it's kind of like going out against the expectations of a old-fashioned family old-fashioned family and basically the town because he's the big star football player that was from high school and they were the high school sweethearts and now it's almost expected that she's back in town he and her, the two of them need to. Be she married. had her fun time playing at college for a little while, but she's going to have to come back home at some point. Yep. It and it's very well done. It's just a friend helping a friend, and the hijinks that ensue when they have to try to act like a couple, especially <laughs> considering that uh, he's got to try to figure out what life is—a big, big city kid during the '90s, early um, '90s, trying to, to figure out. Yeah, basically going to the farm and trying to be a farmer. And, and trying to be Beverly Hillbillies, farmer type kind of guy. it's very similar to for uh, for richer or poor. Yes, except again without the romance, yeah, which but another awesome movie, son in law, very good Thanksgiving movie because it's that's a yep. central theme family Thanksgiving entirely. Oh, above. the turkey scene, let's oh, it's not, let's not, so good, so yeah, good. So that's like my an pick. American pie type scene or a different type of turkey? Scene? No, no, like funnier. Okay, so funnier, funnier, yeah, no turkey humping, got it. No, no, not, it's not. This is very clean, family fun type, it is, it is surprisingly clean. Yeah. Right. For being Polly Shore, it's surprisingly clean. Polly oh, Shore in the 90s. And- yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's, it's no Biodrome. No, it's no biodome. It's more Encino Man clean. Mm. Okay. Or In the Army now, even. Okay. I'm going to say I'm getting lost. Either way, I definitely recommend it. It's, it's actually a Thanksgiving movie, which is surprising enough in and of itself. Sorry, uh, I went down the rabbit hard. hole of. Uh, hard to find Thanksgiving movies other than.
1: Charlie I Brown. had Dan
0: in real life, Beethoven. True. And I had uh Thanksgiving, which is terrible. So don't watch that. There's the Charlie Brown one, which I remember fondly. Yeah. Dan in real life, haven't seen it, highly recommend. Dan, in real if you life haven't seen it. it. If you haven't seen it, I, oh, highly I heard recommend it. it. Haven't seen it, but I highly recommend it. No, if you've not you seen do it. That? No, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's an oh. awesome movie. Alright, so we're gonna continue on with our second set of kind of other things before we jump into the Colossus that is Christmas. Gonna give the spotlight to some other ones. Yeah. So the one that I, the one that I'm gonna do for the next one is Groundhog Day. Um, for a while <laughs> here, I thought, man, wouldn't it be funny to change this up and do like Happy Death Day or, you know, uh, <laughs> Live Die Repeat slash tomorrow. But I'm just gonna legitimately do Groundhog Day. <laughs> All yes. right. It's a movie that we we've kind of mentioned when we talked about the yes. others, but we've never actually specifically talked about Groundhog Day itself. All right, Bill Murray and... It's Bill three. Murray holding a, a movie for about two hours. Yeah. yeah, which he does anyway, but yeah, it's Bill Murray dying, coming back, dying, coming back, dicking around for repeating Couple of hours. the same day over and over and over yep. again. So it's the dry sarcasm that... Him, Andy of, McDowell. Yeah. As the love interest. Trying to remember the director. I think it's like Rob Reiner or something. but uh, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. It's, it's a, a giant study of ennui. Yep. Yeah. From 1993. Oh, wow. Well, same as earlier. Anyway. But yeah, uh, Groundhog Day. This one took me a while to actually get into. Like, when I was a kid, I didn't really like it. But once I kind of got Bill Murray's humor, yep. this is just... Bill Murray hamming it out. Well, this is the you know. cynical Bill Murray. Like, yeah, yeah. I love cynical Bill Murray. Oh, absolutely. I love Lost in Translation because cynical Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. It's just <laughs> don't go in, do don't go in expecting outrageous slapstick. There's moments of that, but for the most part, no, They're not funny. <laughs> this bit. is dark, depressing humor for a lot of it too. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I'm going to go upstairs and kill myself with a toaster. Bye. <laughs> and just kind of walks off and kills himself with a toast. The like. best part about I'm that a... scene real fast is the fact that it stays downstairs and then all of a sudden the lights go. Yeah. yeah and you hear the... <laughs> yeah. never I am seen a god. It. That person's going to drop their thing. Cough. <laughs> then this is going to happen. What, what happens... I'm a god. What happens <laughs> to <laughs> the human mind? When nothing you do matters because the same day resets again and again and again, yeah. I I just love the like, even more so than Cage in uh, Edge Tomorrow and Tree in Happy Death Day, and even um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character in Source Code. This is the one that actually shows how jaded you get. Yes, the the, the thing is, is that. Come to think of it, both both Happy Death Day and uh, Edge of Tomorrow have external stimuli that they need to... Like, there's a pressing need to take care of something that yeah. is happening to them. Bill Murray, he's he's just stuck in Pennsylvania. And yeah. he has no idea how to change it until he's like, well, I guess... I'm gonna try for this thing, and there, he starts trying for it. There is no end goal. There yeah. is no. There is no thing of oh, I need to defeat this. Oh, I need to survive this. It's just
1: I need I'm to get the girl. Here.
0: Well, he I need to die in a specific way. It, for him, it's more of I'm going to try for this thing because what do I have to lose? Yeah, and that changes who he is as a person. Yeah, the fact that there is no end goal, no clear goal, he can work towards that saps the human spirit real hard. We need something to to to, to kind of focus on. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I think Bill Murray plays a character that, is have, that has no point, <laughs> has no goal, but he plays it with such perfection that like, I feel like only Bill Murray could have played that role. He starts off as such a jackass, but at, over the <laughs> course of the thing... He you stays feel- a damn jackass the whole movie. Yeah. He be- just is a nicer deck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you start to, you feel real bad for him after a certain point. It's like, geez, it's like he, he definitely, he definitely starts off on the wrong foot as it were for the movie, just because everything seems to be against him. But then first steps a doozy. Yeah. And then it starts getting real bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. The the scene where he steps in front of a boss and is just like blinking lights. (laughs) (laughs) That was so sad. Yeah. Who when he decides to go and steal the groundhog or like there are just so many just really well done scenes. Yep. Yeah. And then it's just don't drive angry, don't drive angry. I've got you, babe Oh, I hated that <laughs> song. I can't hear that I can't hear that song and not think of Groundhog Day. Yeah, so same. I like the song for like the first few lines and I'm like, I'm done. Yep. Okay. It's sunny. Yeah. Sunny and share. i right? yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah, it's it's interesting how well it still kind of holds up. Exactly. Okay. But yeah, I that's Groundhog Day. I I absolutely love Groundhog Day. Yep. Uh, it's one that I'll I haven't watched in a while, and it's not one that like every Groundhog Day I have to turn it on. But yeah, it's. But John, you you're not it, gonna change it not yeah. immediately. No. Um, I'll probably watch it all the way through if, if I ever actually see it on the TV. Yeah, for sure. But so let's uh send it over to Tom now. Yeah. <laughs> So, the movie I chose is for Mardi Gras, and the film is Now You See Me. So, what's this one about real fast? So, this one is about four magicians who have to perform three impossible heists for a billion dollars, and they're performing, supposedly, none of this is an illusion. And they're known as the Four Horsemen, Uh, stars Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, Woody Harrelson... Uh, And a woman. uh, Isla Fisher, or Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. And uh, Dave Franco. as the As the primary characters. Uh, It also has Michael Caine and um, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. I forgot that they're in that. Yeah. So, there's a couple of scenes in the movie that take place during Mardi Gras. And I chose this film because... Mardi Gras is not a thing that normally gets talked about very often. Well, at least not without beads being involved. That's true. Or Girls Gone Wild videos being mentioned. So beads. Oops, too late. Um, so this Mardi Gras, for those who don't know, is a big celebration, uh, kind of similar to Carnival, where uh, the celebration is to get rid of all of the excess stuff that you have before Lent starts in the Catholic calendar, which is a long term, uh, which is a month long fasting. Uh, get rid of all your sinning now. Yeah, and the last day of it is usually Fat Tuesday or Punchki Day, where we get to eat three thousand calorie donuts filled with jelly. Yay! Never actually had a punchki, and I don't feel all that sad about it. There, no, ones. it's one. I'm a few also times wondering it. if punchkis are outside of Michigan. I don't know if
1: punchkis oh, Polish. Are...
0: It's it's Polish. Yeah, it's a Polish okay. donut. Okay. Um, Punchki is very much outside of the U- or Michigan. It's it's just a, a giant jelly-filled donut that's of Polish origin and usually is about 3,000 calories for a regular one. And some of them, I think, have been known to get up to like five or 6,000 calories. One of the, it's ridiculous. One of the few times I will actually find cherry filling for a donut, and I love it. Yeah, traditionally they're plum filling. No, thing I think also Apricot, it's, basically, yeah. it's basically the stuff from the from the. I'm from now the just cover. pitching Jesse Eisenberg actually eating a punch punchbowl. <laughs> <laughs> Would he eat it like a human though? Eisenberg, yeah. What is <laughs> so, his character? Hmm. Yeah, it's true. But this movie is just fun. It's a great heist movie with a lot of close-up magic that looks interesting to see. But so, how's the magic? CG. CG, but all right then, never mind. I mean, no, no, you can't save it for me. Yeah, there is a few close-up magic things because I think Mark Ruffalo actually learned a few close-up magic tricks. See, the thing is, Mark Ruffalo is the FBI agent, though. Right, but there, I think he, there is a couple of points where he does some close-up magic, and I think he actually learned a couple of those tricks. Why wouldn't you? And I think Dave Franco actually learned to throw cards. I'm not 100% sure. That's not terribly hard. To do it accurately, like uh, he's supposed to do? A couple hours? I don't know. I can't do it, so... I'm learning stuff like that, but... I mean, that's fair. But, I mean, I've... Yeah. I enjoy this movie, but it's one of those that... After repeat viewings, when I watch the CG, it falls apart. That, like, there's some really obviously... That is no way that that could ever actually happen. True. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of the big David Copperfield-esque type moments in yeah. this film, and uh, the one where they— bolt, is it the first one where they vault off the thing and turn into cards? Oh, uh, it's money. Okay, it is money. Yeah, it's always it like the, cards. It's off the out. roof. It's their final trick. Yeah, that always bothered me. I'm like, okay, so cool. they bolt it off. They never show how they do that, and it never would make sense anyway. It yeah. would splat on the ground b- below. So, yeah, they, but, they jump off of a building off the third story, I think it is. And uh, instead of going out there, they just turn into a giant thing of money that sprays outward over the crowd. That's not stupid. Below. Well, that's the whole thing. They're trying to. They're essentially Robin Hood characters. Yeah, I think I remember seeing something like that. Maybe, yeah. maybe not for that one, but definitely for two. Yeah, well, two has Harry Potter in it. So, I mean, you know, why not? That's right. Yep, I Daniel Radcliffe. I I wasn't a big enough fan of the first to bother watching the second. And Woody Harrelson playing I mean. two parts in the same movie. Because he plays his twin brother. Right. Jesse Eisenberg and uh, him in a movie together. That sounds weird. Right? Like, that's never happened before. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's, that's the movie I chose for Mardi Gras. Because Mardi Gras is a giant party. Mardi and, Gras. Yes. So. Oh, All right, then. So- I shall go, and I <laughs> I chose the most American holiday, Independence Day. For those of you who didn't see, he made a wonderful face like Bubba Gump and gave a salute. And then a bullet. Came We're not Bubba Gump. Why? Why did I say Bubba Gump? Like Bubba from Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump. They man. I <laughs> couldn't admit it back then. <laughs> it's just Bubba don't, Gump. Ask, don't tell. Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. But I won't lie, I'm kind of flip-flopping between the spirit of it and the actual day. So you know what? We're gonna go with the spirit because I enjoyed it more. National <laughs> Treasure. Okay. I All can right. dig it. I can dig it. The first one. Some oh, some, some Nicholas Cage action. Okay. Yeah, it's one of his few good movies. I Repeatable, mean repeatedly watching good movies. True, yeah. Some <laughs> of those are fair. fair yeah. well, but not the bees. So yeah, Nicolas Cage <laughs> plays Benjamin Grimm. Uh, Gates. 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 I don't know why, why I say Grimm. That's I do know those characters. I swear. But Benjamin Gates, who is part of a family <laughs> that has ties to the founding fathers and the Masons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got the Mason BS again. Yay! Something <laughs> I know a lot about. You're a Mason. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For all the, for all the fabrication of it, it's still enjoyable. Oh, it's incredibly enjoyable. And they're trying and Gates' family, for I think uh Ben, his father, and at least his grandfather have basically been searching for essentially the treasure of the Masons. Yeah. Let's let's just go with that. And Nicholas Kid Ben actually does find Hence when they find a pipe with a secret message on a lost submarine? Uh it is a Oh no, it's a battleship. Uh it's a lost frigate that was uh from Revolutionary War era. Yeah. Is it the metal, the it was metal a, ship? Uh no, it was the Charlotte. The Charlotte it yeah, was the a wooded, lies on the Charlotte. It was a wooden ship that had gunpowder in the hold. I'm thinking Sahara, Sahara. Yes, you are. Oh my gosh. That's the really cool menu. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a whole different one, and not nearly as good actually. Yeah, oh, and that was sir. and that was talking about this fun, and was yeah. talking about the Iron Side. Yeah, but yeah. this one also has Sean Bean, and he doesn't die. True story, <laughs> and it surprises everyone. But <laughs> right, if I remember correctly, Sean Bean's character funds mm-hmm. the initial search. Yeah, Ben, and well, then there's a uh, the secret the 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 code that they find there leads them to think that there's leads them to think that there's more to the clue, and it's on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Yep. And then the divide comes because cocky Englishman Sean Bean wants to steal it, Ben doesn't because he's a history file. <sighs> yep. And then cue Diane Kruger in her hotness. Sorry, not gonna lie, she looks good as a blonde. She does. And to protect it, Ben ends up stealing it first, and then the whole hijinks of a race to get to the actual treasure. Enter, Enter Harvey Keitel. Enter <laughs> Harvey Keitel as the Mason FBI agent. Yep. But we don't find out he's a Mason until near the end. Yeah, it's not hard to find out. It's true. It's, it's ter- a- character name is probably Mason FBI guy. Something something Mason. No, it's not, but that's what Federal Bureau of Mason. He has a like to say his name. F B M. Really upset about that, really. But it's a fun movie. It, it doesn't try to hold itself too seriously. And yeah, there's the romance subplot between the two lovers of history, which is wonderfully lampshaded by Riley, the sidekick to I think Riley is the best part of this movie. He's amazing. Because <laughs> like, he's the guy who's actually realistically approaching this like this is all stupid you're an idiot yeah he's he's that average guy but it's a fun movie Mm -hmm. just enjoyable it doesn't take itself too seriously with the history but knows that it's kind of like a michael bay film they're not going they're going for a fun story they're not going for accuracy yep and that's perfectly fine and it's a one of those wonderful disney movies that flies under the radar and people don't realize it's disney oh that's right yep yeah. I'm trying to remember the director John Turtletown. Turtletog. was like Schumacher? No. No, that's a pre- Gore Verbinski? No. Well I. I'm lie. If it if it had if it had been Schumacher, I would have probably made up for Batman and Robin. Yeah. yeah. I mean this movie also has John Voigt who plays uh um, yeah, ben father. father. Yeah. yeah so I think John Voigt was better as Tomb Raider's father in the first Tomb Raider. That's Why? Fair. Because he's Tomb Raider's father in the first turbine writer and Christopher Plummer plays John Adams Gates which is the grandfather of Ben as well. Yeah. Who tells him the story of the Charlotte. Yep, and plants that seed. So yeah, it's it's a fun romp. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's one of those movies where Sean Bean doesn't die. Exactly. All right. Well, moving on to the big one. To the big one, the <laughs> for some reason the most important holiday of the entire year. Christmas. It's the most important because it's where all the money comes back into the world. It's important to me because I get two weeks off at that time, Devin. Paid time off. I get to pretend that I care about religion. It's important to me because food. Yeah, true. There's lots of good holiday food. Most people think turkey for Thanksgiving. and Turkey's crap. Sometimes. I said it. Depending on where you get your tuck from, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Alright then. So who wants to start on this one? Do we just keep the pattern? Sure. Sure, why not? So for mine if you can't tell, I'm pretty cynical about Christmas. <laughs> I don't really So it's I a don't... wonderful life? No. <laughs> He'd still jump <laughs> off <out> the bridge. <laughs> I love It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> Why it's so bad? <laughs> I love It's a Wonderful Life. Terrible movie. I love Wonderful Life. So, maybe it's not yeah, a Wonderful Life. I went for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes! Uh, which is the most cynical Christmas movie out there. It is up there. Other than maybe Krampus and uh, Rare yeah. Exports. I don't know, Krampus but, is kind of hopeful at the end, but still. Yeah, yeah but Krampus is based probably. on a European tradition, so. Yeah, so is Rare Exports, but For me, everything that uh, the people in Christmas Vacation go through, that's kind of (laughs) me. When it gets down to Christmas, I'm like, cool. I can get into the Christmas spirit, but at the same time, everyone around me is an idiot, so nope. (laughs) And I, if you haven't seen Christmas Vacations, it's about uh, Chevy Chase's um, Clark W. Griswold Jr. uh, having a big family Christmas, um, having all the family come and, comment and then just everything just breaks loose there's a a dog that goes insane in their house their neighbors are crazy the he has a mental breakdown and starts yelling about his boss and the best line of every move any movie i think i've ever heard um but it's this just madcap crazy ass parody of like what a christmas movie should be and i absolutely love the fact that it just it says, yeah, we're a Christmas movie, but we also kind of hate it. <laughs> yep. So, but it has some of the most notable, like memorable scenes, the whole... That rant. Oh, the... <sighs> hey, hey
1: I, don't. If any,
0: I already have it here. Oh. If any of you have any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here today. I want him brought he- here from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye. I want to tell him what a cheap lion, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff legged, spotty-lip, worm-headed sack of monkey. Shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the timeline? It's a great, it's I, a great, it's great. And it's all a locked-off shot, which you can see a crew member in the shot, but let's not, let's not point that out. Or you'll never unsee that there's a crew member in the bottom left that looks at the camera. <laughs> but that just that kind of that kind of cynical look on like, I hope my I hope my friends don't drive by and see me standing in the standing in the driveway staring at my house. Oh, if they knew your father, they wouldn't think anything of it. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> like those kind of really dry Well the best part is like, that he doesn't get loud. No, he He just gets gets angry. He He doesn't scream that those lines. He's literally just not stopping. Yeah. I and vomits. Yeah, the movie is just this really well done mess of a movie. Yes. And like it's one that I turn on every year. And other than maybe maybe one or two other Christmas movies like nightmare for Christmas. I don't, there's not another movie that I feel like I have to watch. (laughs) All right, then it's that. And perhaps a home alone, but that's about it. (laughs) So, all right, so moving on Yeah. So this isn't necessarily my favorite, but I really enjoyed it from this year. Uh, from earlier, and it is my favorite of the films out of this catalog. Um, I'm going with Shazam uh, for Christmas. Technically. It, it takes, takes place, place entirely during that Christmas season. You do I have one of the random sins going after Santa for most of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> the movie. Yes, you true. know, I don't remember Shaquille O'Neal ha- being set, having a movie set during Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I swear, I keep. It, it, I don't know why that keeps happening in my head, but I think it. Not no, the only it's, one. It, it's no, it's fair because I remember growing up watching that movie in theaters and then being super excited when it came out on VHS to go rent it. I don't know why. It's not a good movie. <laughs> no, it's not. But still, no. This is this is the DC superhero that was originally called Captain Marvel. If I remember correctly? Yep. In my Marvel suit, and they're like, fine. He's yep. he he's Shazam, which is what his call out power up phrase was. Yep, call out power up phrase that allows him to turn into the god powered super hero. Superhero that he becomes, even though he's just a little boy in all actuality. Uh, Look, it's He Man, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I'm just imagine saved by the power of Grayskull instead of Shazam. <laughs> Instantly hilarious, right? I mean. So Zachary of grace, <laughs> Zachary Levi plays the adult version, the Shazam version, and uh, Asher Angel, who I've never heard of before, uh, of first plays yeah. Billy Barton, uh, Barton Batson. Batson, thank you. Wow, Batson. Billy Batson, who is the child form the of kid. Shazam. Yeah, the kid. Um, Mark Strong plays the bad guy in this. Doctor Shivana. Yep. Love. Oh, Strong's good. Yeah, love Doc uh love Mark Strong and then Jaman Hansu plays the original Shazam who hands down That's the powers oh, to Billy. I kept staring at him, I'm like, which one is this? Who are I've seen him you? in something else. Yeah, you okay. would recognize him from Avengers and from uh from Guardian Guardians of, of, the the of the Galaxy. Yeah. So I have to ask, did Levi actually get that ripped? No. No. <laughs> Is that kind of the joke? That's the suit, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the suit. And they make a joke about man, it looks like you're you're padded. No, that's all muscle. <laughs> you know? Okay. I thought he wouldn't have gotten oh. that jacked. No. Mm-hmm. Not with how short of a time frame from his last from his last project he was doing. Yeah, oh, plus like, not like only that, but everybody else in the film later on who becomes ripped because of stuff. They go they go Super Saiyan at it, Or they go uh more Mighty Morphin Power Rangers near the end of it. Yeah, the, the okay. whole family. Yeah. Um, including Adam Brody, which I thought was a great cameo. Yes, he was perfectly cast. Yes, absolutely hundred percent can okay. confirm 10 for their big buddy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the movie the reason why I picked this movie is because, again, it takes place during the holiday season. It's about a young boy who's trying to find his family, uh, his mother specifically because they got separated when he was a child at a holiday festival and she went missing and he's been trying to find her ever since and along the way he actually finds belonging with an adopted family um and he also learns to be the hero versus this child who happens to have superpowers along the way and it's it's a fun movie it's filled with comedy um it's also it also has a lot of tonal shifts, that, that it's kind of the biggest problem. To me, Shazam, ha- Shazam was a lot of fun, but it has a lot of writing issues, a lot of little problems. Oh, well, I'm fully aware of that, yeah. and going into it, I was like, well, this just looks like a fun movie, and it 100% is just a popcorn flick, and I really enjoyed it for that reason. It's also a talking caterpillar. There is a talking caterpillar from uh. space who talks uh. and gets things going. It's fun. It's for a sequel that'll probably never happen. Yeah, exactly. And (laughs) (laughs) the other thing that I really liked about this movie is the fact that it's one of the DC movies that I can actually watch and get through to the end without going, man, is this movie over? After looking at my watch five minutes into the movie. For me, I just rewatched it like yesterday, I think. And while I enjoy the film... There's just so many issues, especially on repeat viewings, and I'm just ooh man. Didn't hold up as well for you? No, not at all. Some of some of the effects of him him flying, I'm like, ooh, that's some bad CGI. Uh, yeah, and, I can like, fully I can just, say I have hard to hard to watch. I haven't watched it, but that's not necessarily a surprise. I it's really easy for me not to watch something in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is DC, so we're not expecting a whole lot here. Oh. So <laughs> and you know what it's sad to say that i enjoyed man of steel and then man mm-hmm. of steel is by far i think my absolute 100 percent favorite of all dc movies but this was my favorite coming out of this year I mean the new dc movies. the new dc movies yes well that's kind of sad it's like in the in the 90s everyone knew it was batman and superman mm-hmm. and oh who's marble and now it's that's flipped yeah almost. now it's well you're trying uh Okay, Suicide Squad. Gonna give you a golf clap for effort. Right. Man, you tried to do Justice League, but you just kind of (sighs) failed. Yeah, because you tried to push things way too far, way too fast, and you failed miserably. They tried playing catch-up, and now with this, they almost overcorrected, I think is the bigger issue. Yeah. They went from, like, super dark, uh, like, Zack Snyder, and then They they just went the opposite direction. To David F. Sandberg, yeah. Well the problem the problem I saw was with with that sort of stuff, with Donald Justice especially, is that it felt like they tried to do Christopher Nolan badly. Yeah. They were doing like a mix between it just felt like a couple of different movies. It felt like a together. Frank Miller movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Constantly depressed. Yeah. I, I, the, again with that one, they had a tone that they were going for. And it felt like they ended up with two different directors and two different writing teams yeah, working this, on it at the same time. This isn't shit on anything. So, no. So, no, it's... Maybe I'll give it a chance. It looked it looked kind of fun. It's fun. It, it's fun for it's at least a single viewing. Popcorn. It's yeah. exactly that. It's a popcorn film. Maybe have it on in the background while I'm doing stuff. Yeah. There's yeah. Whenever uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, I believe his name is, whenever he's talking, yeah, Freddie watch, Freeman. He's great. Yeah, he actually is. The two of them are great. Then whenever Shivana, and I will say I love Dr. Shavana's costume and his look, mm-hmm. but the character is completely out of place in this movie. It is. It's it, unfortunate. It is a villain that deserves to be in a Marvel movie with an actual or hero compared to, I'm going to fight you now, kid in man costume. And it, it just doesn't work. And all of the, the, it feels like a spy kid's villain. At times, yeah, like it feels like Floop, one of Floop's weird minions. Oh my god! That I remember comparison. the names from Spy Kids. Yeah, a, that's good because I've never seen them. <laughs> that's a comparison I did too. not think I would hear. Yeah, Probably. the first two are great. After that, can yeah. die. Yeah, pretty much. It sounds like Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Something like else I'm never same going to see. Director. Alrighty then. He also made Sin City. So how about how's that for Whiplash? Jeez, well, that's a great movie though. I love. Also, Whiplash. he made Alita battling. Love that movie. That's a... Oh, yeah. You went from Spy Kids 4 to Elite Battle Angel. Okay, so... (laughs) You also made Machete in there somewhere. All right, so I will finish this up. And I will also kind of break the rules a bit, because I'm going to mention one... I'm going to mention two. You're going to say Nightmare for Christmas again, damn it. No, I'm not, Not actually, hilariously enough. The first one, it actually... I got reminded of it when you... When you were talking about Christmas vacation, the ref. Wow, Dennis Leary. Oh man, I don't remember this movie at all. Dennis Leary is a robber, robbing on Christmas Eve. He gets injured and holds up a family who's hosting, who's hosting a Christmas get get together, hmm. and has to pose as their marriage therapist, their counselor. Okay. And it turns out the whole. F- all the family members are assholes. Hmm. And he actually, through the course of the night, he actually helps them get their head on straighter. Right. And then makes off with the bounty he had, he actually had. Gets away with it. It's, 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 again, it's that dark, cynical look where the robber, who is Dennis Leary, being Dennis Leary, so foul-mouthed and sarcastic as all hell, is actually possibly the the character who who is the most human in all of it because the rest the rest of them are like the most cheerful i should say because the rest of them are just just hate each other it is so cynical okay but uh, that's a real quick thing the one the, the main one i was going to mention is actually Scrooged. bill murray oh. again the only christmas carol like yep the the best take on a Christmas mm. on a Christmas Carol, most cynical Christmas Carol there could possibly be. Yeah, <laughs> and if you know anything about A Christmas story, the the Carol, big guy, not story. Oh, yeah, that pizza because once ah, hey. I can't move my arms, I yeah, can't I, move my arms down. Yeah, a Christmas Carol, big big shot business guy who's a miser gets taught the meaning of Christmas. Yeah. That's basically the breakdown. But again, you've got a cynical Bill Murray, who's a TV exec, who's running a live production of A Christmas Carol. Yep. And then he gets played out, his his day gets, plays out as A Christmas Carol. There, there's so many layers to it, and it's hilarious. Yeah. This one is the the only time that I'd, I've actually enjoyed the, the story. It's like, the different versions of past, present and future and Oh my god. Marley. This is like the only time that they're creepy. Marley's a zombie. Yeah, he's a zombie that drops eyeballs into glasses if I remember correctly and has a yeah. mouse in his head or something. But creeps well, uh, no, the crap in him uh, yeah. out of me a kid. But- then you've got the, the Ghost Christmas Past as a taxi driver. <laughs> Yeah, taxi driver. Uh, then there's the like. Sugar Plum Fairy. The hyperactive Sugar Plum Fairy that keeps kicking him in the ball. She's. She has. It's one of the best lines with that is that she hits him with a toaster. He transitions to a thing by falling right onto the ground from the ceiling, essentially. And then gets up and literally says, is a Bitch, hit me with a toaster. Yeah. It's one of the transitions between the various places as he's transported by the ghosts are great. And then the ghost of. Christmas future is terrifying. Yeah, the Reaper with the like weird kids Tort- inside of him—they're and- tortured damn souls. I swear they are. The best part is when he's fir- when he first finds it, he opens it up, closes it, opens it again, closes. It's like that's not going to get past the TV sensors or something to that extent. Yeah, he's yeah. so plus A at this point. Yeah, yeah, I. I have to admit, I've never been a big fan of Scrooge. I've never been a fan of, really, of any of the... Oh, really? Why? Like, just the whole Christmas Carol story has never been a big thing for me. I don't like that it's been done 70 or 80 times. Yeah. Whenever it's, someone it's, announces a new Christmas Carol, I'm like, you cannot get any more lazy than just doing It Christmas is one Carol. of the most remade movies. It is forever. ever. I believe it is the most remade movie. It's up there returning of the screw. Speaking of which, Mackenzie Davis coming out in the turning, a remake of turning of the screw. But oh, okay. Yeah, they just keep cranking out remakes of Christmas Carol, Turning of the Screw, a whole bunch of, like Romeo and Juliet just keeps getting done. West Side stories being Turning made. of the Screw or Taming of the Shrew? Turning of the Screw. Never heard of it. Uh you've heard of it. It's just a uh, Star is born. <laughs> no. Babysitter. Uh, for two rich people that end up being possessed by demons. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, it's also known as the innocence. Yep. I, that's I the turning what? of the screw. I'm I'm gonna go with I'm I'm gonna go with what Tom said and actually mean it is I don't know what that's about. Uh that that's what the turning of the screw is. It's also called the turning and the innocence. Alright. It's then. been remade. Yeah. no I can definitely 17, say ancient times Scrooge does the best Christmas Carol period. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> fighting me. I think my favorite one, if I was going to pick one, would have to be the Muppets one, and the whole reason is because of the Marley and Marley song. That's the only one I can. That's the only other one I can stand. But even then, I, I'll. I think like one of the real early originals is actually a well-made movie. It's like the first adaptation I think is a well-made one. But well, yeah, because it was actually one to was, do something. It was a new one, but then every other one is like, it's a cheap. Easy thing to make. The Jim Carrey one was just had some cool visuals, but it fell way into the the uncanny valley. The problem is, and and the reason that I think Scrooge does it so well is that they basically do the exact same period piece. Yeah, yeah. They, to me, I think the way it works is that it it tries taking the story and doing something different. Yeah, it modernizes it in a great way, and without you get the exact same spirit of it, but it feels brand new. Yeah. Again, probably helped significantly by Bill Murray. True. But, so yeah, that's, those Those are my two Christmas ones. That's fair. And this has been our little holiday bonanza. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any last uh, honorable mentions for any of them before, before we think take off? Off? I want to mention one called All Is Bright. Paul Giamatti and Paul, or, Yeah, Paul Giamatti and Paul Rudd. Um, The idea of this one is it's a Christmas movie, but while out on parole, Dennis, who I believe... Dennis, who is Paul Giamatti, reluctantly takes a job selling Christmas trees with his old buddy, Renee, Paul Rudd, in order to make enough money to buy his estranged daughter the piano she's always wanted. Again, it is one of the most cynical, I hate this time of year movies I've ever seen. You might be noticing a trend with us. But it's... To me, it's just a really fun like, just the fact that they just don't care at all and it's this dark, like, depressing film. <laughs> I just really enjoyed it. Uh, um, the, only the, thing, the only other thing I think I might want to honorable mention is Independence Day for Independence Day, just because it's a stupid fight off the aliens, blow blow crap up movie, and it doesn't try to be anything significant. Yeah. Um, For me... I think that I would probably want to mention, uh, for the Christmas one, The probably one of my favorite ones to ever watch is a San, uh, Santa Claus. Oh, I actually really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, the first, the first, first one is... The second awesome. one's awesome. decent. Second one's the third, decent. third one meh. is kind of one that I could live Martin Short is Jack Frost. Right, and then out. the other one that I would have to mention for that one mm. is Christmas with the Cranks. I just surprisingly liked Christmas with the Cranks. I kind of also liked uh, Surviving Christmas. Yes, like they're I enjoyed, both enjoyed Fred Claus was fine. Like there's, I enjoyed Krampus. I really I've enjoyed Never Krampus. seen that one. I really oh, enjoy Krampus. Sorry, and I have to mention this for Christmas uh, and in the apocalypse. And in the apocalypse, yeah. I thought about that, but I've also mentioned it. I have to. So on, but, but I still like, haven't seen it. I need uh, to. It's it's easily one of my favorite Christmas movies, and I will watch it any time of the year. It doesn't matter because it's just a fun movie to watch. But well, that's a little holiday roundup, which yeah. we won't be touch- touching holidays for ever again. Yeah, we yeah. might yeah. mention some Christmas movies like The Week of Christmas and do something with Maybe. Christmas, but yep. for the most part. Yeah, that's get it out of the way now. Yep. Come back next week. Because we're, another... we're basically in the middle of the holiday season. Yeah. Holidays are pretty weighted towards the end of the year. Yeah. At we're... least in the West. Yeah. 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 And things get overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's, that's our list. Uh, tell us what you think. Um, again, we're going to be on Letterboxd. I mentioned this on Tuesday. We're going to be on Letterboxd. Uh, Link's either... In the comments or somewhere, find us for for, for those who need a spelling: us. letterboxd. No, okay. they're not a sponsor, but check them out anyways. Yeah, um, check them out. Uh, it's a cool place to kind of wrangle and corral what movies you've seen, what movies you like, don't like, and so on. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be back next week with more. Um, until then, go see more movies. Take care. Take care. Don't die.